0: Hey gorgeous mama, if you are ready to feel empowered in your pregnancy and birth journey, then my love, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Birth Like a Badass podcast with your host, me, Nikki Syme. Real talk for real women on all things pregnancy, birth and beyond. Let's go. Hey, mama. My name's Nikki. I am the host of this beautiful podcast, "Birth Like a Badass." Um, And today, I want to begin by sharing with you a little bit about my birth. So, I'm going to do this over three episodes because each birth was sacred and unique and individual, and they get to have they get to be spoken about. in their own right. So today I'm gonna to speak about my first birth, which was with my beautiful boy Griffin. And then in the coming episodes I will talk about my birth with Phoenix and Levi as well. Um so little man Griff, little G unit, he um oh he was he came, so I went into labour, so I went into spontaneous labour at 40 plus 6, I believe it was. I um I did have stretch and sweep with him and I did actually do acupuncture because I had heard that acupuncture um, has the ability to bring on labour. So I thought, yep, I'm going to jump on and, and jump on that wagon. When I got to about 40 plus 4, I was ready. I'm like, come on, like I'm ready to meet you now. Um... For those of you listening, I've got a little man in the background here. He's hanging out in his bouncer, aren't ya? <laughs> Playing with his toys. So if that's what you're hearing in the background, this is mum life, right? I'm keeping it real. Like he's gonna be debuting on this all the time. So this is how it gets to be, you know? They come into our lives and they fit into our lives as well. Um, so yeah, Griffin. He, I went to forty plus six with him, and spontaneous spontaneous labour began. I think it was around two o'clock in the morning. And I kind of like woke up and was like, "Oh my gosh, is this it?" You know, woke my partner. I'm like, "Baby, I think it's happening. I think it's happening." You know, that first time, excitement and, um, yeah. I I labored at home for most of that. Actually, we kind of hung out and just kind of chilled at home. There was lots of kind of in bed, out of bed. I remember Gary's my partner. His name's Gary. Um, his family came over at one point and I'm just like I look back on that now and I'm like, What was I thinking? <laughs> like what was I thinking saying yes? Like I really just I must have just been taking it in my stride at that point and just being like, Yeah, of course they can come over and hang out. Um, but I remember at one point being downstairs and having a, a surge or a contraction and um just knowing in that moment that I just wanted them out of my space. Like I was ready to kinda of go. So I um I remember being upstairs, and because it was my first time, I didn't really know what was happening. I didn't really know what to expect, and I rang my girlfriend, and I'm like, "Babe, I think I'm in labor. I think I'm kind of, you know, I'm not sure when to go to the hospital though." And um, and she kind of heard me go through a surge on the phone, and she was like, "Yeah, babe, I think we should probably go now." And I'm like, "Okay," so off we went. We jumped in the car and headed into the hospital. We got in there. Yeah, I'm talking about your brother's birth, and um got checked in and everything, got taken to a room and then I had a midwife come in to check. So this was about, I think it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. And yeah, midwife came in to check how I was going with dilation. I believe I was three centimeters, so still very early on. Um, and they were like, okay, well, this is where you're at. You've got two options. You can either go home and just chill at home and come back when your surges are getting closer together. And you're feeling um, your contractions are getting closer together, and you're feeling, um, yeah, like you can't kind of talk through them. You know that standard top towel, and or you can just stay here and labour in this room. And um, at the time, we decided to remain, stay there because it was like five o'clock or something. And the thought of having to, you know, possibly get home and then come back through peak hour, or actually just the the thought of actually going home and peak hour and having contractions in the car was just like no like no I just didn't want to do that I'm, like, I'm not doing that <laughs> so fortunately for us we got to just stay in the um in the hotel in that sorry the hotel the hospital and labored there so I got checked when I got there and then um I think about four hours later she came back and checked again again and I was seven centimeters and I remember that that whole process feeling quite easy like I really didn't I was just bouncing on the ball, I was talking to my partner, I sent him out to get me some chips, like I wasn't really feeling like it was um, too bad to get to that point, to get to that seven centimeters and you know my, my subsequent births felt very very different to that um but yeah anyway so when they said it was seven centimeters I'm like cool we'll head down to the birth suite and I'm like yay it's happening and walking down I remember having to stop and hold on to the rail a couple of times when that that contraction surge came through um for those of you listening I do 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 hypnobirthing so I do refer to contractions as surges just so you know um and I'm probably just going to roll with that from now on rather than trying to do both um this was something that yeah I learned through hypnobirthing and it just feels better for me to say surge So yeah, so I remember getting into the room, and I had opted for midwifery care through the hospital, but not in a group. So I was seeing midwives that weren't based at the hospital; they were based um, at a centre near where I lived. And so that meant I, I wasn't guaranteed them or anyone that I knew on the day of my birth. And for me, I hadn't educated; I had not educated at all with my first birth, and. I remember um, thinking at the time, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to do any, reg- I'm not going reg- to um, educate, I'm not going to read any books, I'm not going to do anything like that, I'm just going to trust the hospital system, and <sighs> hindsight's a beautiful thing, however, I truly believe that the birth that I got to experience was exactly what I got needed to experience, right, it's all, it's all perfect. So... Um, I didn't have the continu- continuity of care when it came to a midwife. And so when I got in there, the midwife who was actually on, I had no idea who she was. I didn't, I didn't know who she was. And, um, I remember going into the birth suite and she came in and was like, well, because I was opting for drugs too. I'm like, just give me the drugs, give the me all things. This is what we're doing. And, um, all the interventions. And I got into the room and she came in and either there the anesthetist wasn't available and was probably going to be available for a couple of hours. So there was no one to put my epidural in. And that meant that I was going to have to use gas. And I'm like, uh, no, I do not want to use gas because I know that gas, like any kind of breathing, heavy breathing, anything like that, um, makes me hyperventilate. And I just knew it wasn't going to make me feel good. right? So I was like, no, I don't want to use gas. I'm happy to just coast through them. And um, then going to the toilet and sitting on the toilet and having a, contra- a surge on the toilet and just being like, oh, yep. Oh yep, yep, this is happening. Yep, yep, I'm feeling that. And um came out and then I had another one and the next thing I knew, like after having this conversation with her where I was like, "No, I desire not to have um the gas." I was on the bed and I went to have a surge and next thing I knew there was this mask on my face and she's just yelling at me, "Breathe, breathe, breathe." And I'm just like, you know when you're just in such a vulnerable state when you are giving birth or you're in labor. Um, And you don't really have the strength, to, especially when you're going through a surge, to actually say too much or, um, yeah, you know, really know what's going on around you. Um, So, of course, this mask got put on my face and I was breathing and it just did not feel good. I got really, like, dizzy, lightheaded. I felt really sick. And I just said, do not do that again. Like, I do not want gas. She kind of looked at me like, okay, and I'm like, um, did it sand, did it land? Hopefully it landed this time. Um, and then, so then she came back in and she was like, oh, um, we've got an test there's someone else, who's gonna come down and put it in, put in the epidural for you. And I'm like, fantastic. So we get up on the bed and he comes in and, and, and you know, for those of you who've had an epi put in, you know what it's like, right? Like trying to stay hunched over in that position, leaning forward while you're experiencing a surge and having to stay completely still. So that he can get the needle in the right place. That itself was like no small feat mama. So if you experienced that and you've gone through that I I'm clapping to you sister like Kudos you're amazing <laughs> because that is hard. Um, so he got it in and you know I'm just like okay cool now you can relax a little bit have this these drugs come in and the midwife same midwife came over and she kind of pushed me onto my back. And I said, I can't be on my back. Like my whole pregnancy, I've never been able to be on my back. And she was like, well, you have to be. And she pushed me down onto the bed. And I'm like, this is not going to end well. I can't be on my back. Like this is not going to end well. And she's like, well, you have to be. The epi has to like balance out or, you know, spread out through my body. Um, Evenly, and if I don't lie down, then it's not going to happen. I'm like, this isn't going to end well, and of course it didn't. Um, Within a couple of minutes, I was vomiting, and my blood pressure was dropping really badly, and then little man's heart rate started to drop. Um, And I'm not sure for how long it had been happening before the doctor came in, but the doctor came and sat on the bed beside me, and she's like, we're a little bit worried. Um, And by this point, I think I've been laboring for 17 hours, so 17 hours it had been happening and I was ready, I was feeling, feeling good, still feeling good Um, and she said, you know, this is what's happened, his heart rate's dropped, we're struggling to get it back up, we're going to monitor it for the next 10 minutes but if that heart rate doesn't come back up, then we're going to have to do an emergency season and when she said that, I was just like, yes, of course, you know, like naturally, we do what we have to do in that moment, like if he's, if he's in any kind of danger at the end of the day, the only thing I care about is my baby coming out healthy and safe and and alive um so we monitored it and then yeah she came back and said look we're really sorry but and it it was really beautiful like the doctor was amazing she was really like i'm so sorry but this is what we're gonna have to do and i'm just like it's fine just just get it done so i was still like i was included in the in the whole thing and was still given the choice you know like i still felt like it was my decision which was really beautiful um but man i was livid with that midwife like fuming about this midwife um, and so anyway, next thing, it was just like this blur of doctors and nurses just going for it. And I remember lying on the bed, just going, holy shit, like watching these people do their thing. And I'm like, damn, this is a well oiled ship. Like they knew exactly what they were doing. It was just bang, bang, bang. And within 10 minutes I was in the um, theater and within five minutes he was born. So he was pulled out very quickly and it was incredibly traumatic, <laughs> incredibly dramatic um, at the time it was just like, is my baby okay? And all I was caring about was, is he okay? Is he okay? And I heard him cry and, and that was beautiful. Um, but he literally got lifted up and then taken away and got checked out. And then he came back to me, wrapped up and, um, the relief of course that he was okay. And then the trauma of, you know, that, that kind of experience where you're, it's your first baby and you're lying there and you don't know if your baby's okay you're scared that your baby's gonna die you're being sliced open yanked pulled. you could feel it all not the pain but the feel of being pulled and intact then you're being sewn back up you still haven't seen your baby um and then eventually he came and was placed beside my head all wrapped up and oh gosh you ladies understand you understand that feeling right of that that love, that love, it's not a love that you can put into words. And I remember the first thing I said to my partner was, like, Can we have another one? <laughs> like, so it was like, I can't have been too bad of an experience in the moment, but that love, that overwhelming love was just like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. Um, so anyway, from that point, I was stitched back up, and I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure if we'll. Um, Griffin stayed with Gary or how that happened but next thing we end up back in in recovery and I finally get some skin-to-skin time with him and I get to put him on my boob and and yeah that was the birth of my little man Griffin and it was beautiful it was my first one like and I love you know I love what it was in the experience but there was also I had a lot of anger, a real, a huge amount of anger towards that midwife, um, purely for the fact that I just wasn't listened to, I wasn't heard, and then there was stuff for for myself as well, and taking responsibility for having not educated myself, for having trusted the system so blindly, um, for not just knowing what my rights were and what was accessible, like available to me. Um, At the time, we weren't really doing great financially, so I didn't have funds available for me to have um to do the hypnobirthing or to have a doula um so i really but then i you know i could have self-educated and i chose not to i just chose to trust and do what the doctor said fully trust that they knew what was best for me and my body um so that was yeah the first experience with my beautiful griff and he's now how's griffin he's nearly four no he is four. Oh my god he's four um and a thriving little man, and, and I freaking adore him. Um, and the moment you know when he came out, I was—I knew t- instantly, like I knew there was going to be another one, and I knew that I was going to go for VBAC with my second. And um, yeah, just that—that uh, that feeling. I remember, kind of coming out of the anaesthetic, not the anaesthetic, but kind of waking up. So I was like kind of groggy. I didn't get knocked out. I just—they just used the Epi for the, um, the C-section, but. I remember kind of waking up and coming to and being in the room and just, like, just, like, stunned, <laughs> like, just in so much love with this little human. And, whew, yeah. It's next level, right? So that, my love, is the story of how my beautiful boy Griff came into the world. Um unique special and beautiful in its own right and it also was the birth that kind of set into action or set the like the domino effect in place of what was to come with my next two births so I'm looking forward to sharing with you um, over the next two episodes my birth around Phoenix who's my three-year-old and then my beautiful birth with Levi who is my five and a half month just about five and a half month year old. All right, my loves. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. And, yeah, if you want to share your birth story or if you've had emergency Aww. C-sections or if you have experienced something similar, then make sure you um comment and let me know below or um reach out on Instagram and, um, yeah, share. I would love, love, love to hear your stories. I love hearing birth stories. They just, yeah, it gets me excited. And it also fuels my fire, right? Like I, um, I had a girlfriend who gave birth recently and... It was really incredibly traumatic for her to the point when she, when I spoke to her, she was like, I never want to do that again. And I'm like, that's not, that's not how we should be feeling after birth, right? Definitely not how we should be feeling after birth. So, yeah. I'm here to support you all. I'm here to empower you all and just to be an example of what's possible. All right, my loves. Until next time, I will say peace <laughs> bye thanks for listening gorgeous one. i hope you enjoyed the episode and make sure you remember to hit that subscribe button so you do not miss an episode on the birth like a bad podcast see you next time